might not be eating your green eggs and ham for the legendary Dr. Seuss, but you are locked and loaded to start your work week on the hottest show in the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information, that being... In my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming to you from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but the show was more than just me, people. It's about the man, John Ivory. I call him JP, but the man, John Ivory, doing his thing, making this show better each and every time from behind the scenes. And as always, we are streaming to you, not just through YouTube, but also through Facebook and Twitter. And we encourage you each and every time to give a like on the show, drop that thumbs up, and hit that subscribe button. What that tells us here at TDA is we got to continue providing you the fans with the best coverage on your favorite football program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. And it's because of you that we're over 8,000. That's correct. Over 8,000 subscribers strong on YouTube. So definitely continue to help us grow the network, the brand, and the channel. Got a tremendous slate of topics to get to on today's edition of the show. We'll start things off with some updates here, and afterwards we'll dive into David Ballou and Dr. Matt Rea. What do these two from Indiana bring to the Alabama Crimson Tide as Alabama's expected to get a two-for-one deal and having both guys come in to not only help the strength and conditioning program, but kick off all of the sports science that Nick Saban is trying to have at the University of Alabama. So we'll touch on those two from there. We'll dive into why this spring and why the 2020 season is so critical for one Pete Golding, a defensive coordinator. And then after that, I will dive into my winners and losers in terms of Alabama players from the NFL Combine and how many guys will Alabama be able to get to that first round, that in your phone calls, tweets, texts, comments, and concerns here on In My Own Words, the podcast. But first and foremost, these updates paying homage to two special Alabama legends. Birthdays today in honor for former Alabama legendary head coach Gene Stallings, who turns 85 today. Coach Stallings, 1992 national championship for the Crimson Tide and also the young legend. Tua Tungovangoa, who came off the bench in the 2018 college football playoff national championship game off the 2017 season, delivering Alabama to a come-from-behind victory over the Georgia Bulldogs. Tua, who's also projected as a top-five pick in this upcoming draft, that Tua Tungovangoa turned 22 on today. So big ups to the old school legend and Gene Stallings and the new school legend and Tua Tagovailoa, both celebrating birthdays on today. Also, Alabama safety Xavier McKinney suffered a slight injury at the NFL scouting combine when he ran his first attempt at the 40-yard dash. He pulled up at around the 35-yard line, grabbing his ankle, uh, did not finish workouts, 
at the Combine at Indianapolis. He's expected to go through a full workout at his pro day. Hopefully things are okay. You know, with McKinney, he was projected to run between a 4-4-8 and a 4-5 flat, but because of cramps, he had a 4-6-3-40 time. If he's able to improve on these numbers or better these numbers at his pro day, X McKinney will be a locked-in top 20 pick. And if that happens, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys at pick 17, I make that move to grab McKinney. And also... For Alabama men's basketball, got a huge win over South Carolina on over the weekend. A 90-86 to win over the Gamecocks for the Crimson Tide. Nate Oates in Bama basketball, not done with trying to make that push for the NCAA tournament. Still has to win out the remainder of its games, and at least pick up one win in the SEC tournament. But Coach Oates and Bama basketball still not done with chasing the ultimate goal here. But as we dive in to the first co topic of conversation, we have David Ballou and Dr. Matt Rea. Alabama pulling in a two-for-one deal when you talk about sports science, when you talk about strength and conditioning to replace one Scott Cochran, who's at Georgia. Ballou and Rhea coming from the Indiana Hoosiers, the University of Indiana. Folks, I'm going to say this right now. Alabama's brought in Dexter's Laboratory without Didi. <laughs> they didn't brought in Dexter's Laboratory without Didi in terms of these two individuals are best of the best, top of the top, marquee guys. When you talk about strength and conditioning, marquee guys when you discuss sports science. And I know for a lot of you Tide fans out there, you guys really wanted Aaron Feld out of Oregon, but Nick Saban decided to go a completely different route, a completely different direction. He wanted a more cutting-edge, scientific approach, especially with the new science center that is being built at the University of Alabama. And the combination of Blue and Rhea gets this done for the Crimson Tide. And for me, it's always the names that people go, no, 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 God, no, oh, heck, no. It's always the names that people are against that Nick Saban goes, that's the name I want. That's the name that's going to make me better. That's the name that's going to put me at the upper echelon. That's the name that's going to continue to build me as a Nick Saban as the greatest legend in college football. I mean, for starters, I remember when uh, Jim McElwain came through here as the offensive coordinator from 2008 to 2011. He came from Fresno State. And folks were like, really? Fresno State? Jim McElwain? That's not sexy. That's not appearing. That is as boring as watching paint dry. And what did Jim McElwain do? Oh, just bring in two national championships and the SEC title and produce a Heisman winner in Mark Ingram. That's what he did. And then we brought, and then Alabama brings in Doug Nussmeyer from Washington. And we're like, Dougie Nussmeyer? Really? The Pac-12 dude? The guy that's trying to bring some freakish spread offense down here? We don't want that. It's not Bama. What did Doug Nussmeyer do? Oh, just bring in another national championship in 2012. Produced a Fred Blitnikoff Award winner. And well, not produced a 1,000-yard receiver, excuse me, in Amari Cooper. Produced a 3,000-yard passer 
and A.J. McCarron produced three 1,000-yard bags in T.J. Yeldon in 2012 and 2013, and also Eddie Lacy in 2012. And then remember when Lane Kiffin came in in 2014, we were all like, Saban, if you do this, I'm going to stop going to church. Do not bring Kiffin in here. As controversial as he is, as crazy as he is, uh-uh, Nick. Uh-uh. We cannot open our doors to everybody. This is not the Salvation Army, Nick. This is not the hand of home. No, we cannot do this. And Nick says, bring Kiffin over here. And what does Kiffin do? Oh, Kiffin does nothing but produce three, produce two 3,000-yard quarterbacks in Blake Sims and Jake Coker, produces a Heisman Trophy winner in Derrick Henry, produces two 1,000-yard backs in Derrick Henry and Damian Harris, produces two 1,000-yard receivers in Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley, produces a Fred Blitnikoff Award winner in Amari Cooper. I mean, people, you get the point here. The guys that everybody tells Saban, no, 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 Saban goes, you know what? That's the exact name I need. That's the exact name I'm going after because I see something in this individual that's going to take me to the next level. I remember when Jeff Stoutland first came here as the offensive line coach. Folks were like, Jeff Stoutland? Who in the Sam Hill is that? That ain't nobody special. And now it's, my God, I sure wish we had Jeff Statlin back. Remember the things he did on that offensive line? Ooh, sweet baby Jesus, Mother Mary, and Father Joseph. I would love to have Jeff Statlin back in this offense, coaching that offensive line. So, Coach Saban, guys, he does it again. He brings in somebody. Now he brings in a better deal than Walmart's rollback prices. He brings in a two-for-one deal with David Ballou. And Matt Rea. And if you look at these two guys, people, I mean, the history these two guys have in terms of sports science, David Ballou, I mean, uh, what he did at Avon High School in Indiana, for 13 years there from 2002 to 2014, six state titles in multiple sports, produced 80 D1 athletes. And then he goes to IMG. And, and just he goes to IMG. And just to take – a snippet from a Cat Williams comedy bit here. I remember when Cat Williams said, you can't out-fantastic fantastic. Now, of course, he meant that in the terms of marijuana, but he sat there and said, you can't out-fantastic fantastic. So when you look at IMG, IMG is already as big as it is. IMG is the creme de la creme. IMG is as big as they come. You can't get any better than IMG. They have five stars running everywhere. And... Uh, what Baloo and Rhea were able to do is second to none. They, they improved the speed training at IMG. They improved the injury prevention at IMG. They had like six to seven guys that had a laser time of under 4 five forty in the 40-yard dash. I mean, it was just nuts what they were able to do at IMG. Those two together, that program went 21-0. 2015 and 2016. And then Baloo goes to Notre Dame. And despite not having the greatest quarterback in the world, I mean, Brandon Wimbush, no offense to that kid, he wasn't the greatest quarterback in the world. But despite having Brandon Wimbush, Notre Dame, 2017, with Baloo as its co-director of strength and conditioning, 10-3 and three season. It beat, Notre, it beat LSU in the Citrus Bowl, and then it produces... 
a Joe Moore Award-winning offensive line that had two guys in Quentin Nelson and Mitch and uh, Mike McGlinchey, both drafted in the top 10 of a 2018 draft venue. So, Baloo's no joke. And then he goes to Indiana, and in two years, transforms that program. They go from five wins in 2018 to eight wins this past season, the most since the 1993 season. And with Matt Rea by his side, he's just been the guru of sports science, the guru of sports training, the guru of strength and conditioning. I'm telling you, it's Dexter's Laboratory without DD. It's Pinky in the Brain on Nickelodeon. It's everything great known to mankind. When you talk about Nick Saban stepping his game up here, and uh, if nobody else is happy, Dylan Moses is tickled pink right now. As you look at the screenshot here that's about to be shown on screen, well, as you look at this right here, Dylan Moses, according to his Instagram page today, Dylan Moses dropped a photo of both Blue and Rhea, and he basically captioned it like, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to be reunited with my two coaches from IMG Academy. Coach Ballou got me right. His man, Coach Rhea, these two guys are the best in the business. Like, Dylan Moses is pumped up. And for somebody who did not get a chance to play his junior year due to a serious knee injury in August camp, he gets a second shot in his junior season, and he gets that second shot with two guys that developed him in his senior year at IMG in 2016. A little background story on that. In his senior year at IMG, Dylan Moses had 116 tackles, including eight tackles for loss and two sacks. Uh, Blue and Rhea helped Dylan Moses win the Butkus Award in 2016 as the nation's top high school linebacker prior to him going to the Crimson Tide as a five-star in the 2017 class out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and him signing with Alabama's top-ranked 2017 group. So Dylan Moses hyped up. If you talk to fans that have done the research, you got Crimson Tide fans, you guys are hyped up. If you look at just media personnel people, they're calling this a home run hire for Nick Saban. I even had one close, I even had two close sources to the situation that got a chance to speak with the Big Ten coach. And the Big Ten coach said Alabama will immediately notice a difference in the strength and the speed, and in the injury prevention with Baloo in this program. They will notice that immediately. And Baloo's philosophy is basically this right here. He said, you can put anybody in a weight room program, but can you attack the weaknesses? Can you attack, you know, what's done wrong, make improvements, and fix it? And he basically says, if the workouts we do are not are not going to be able to transition into our guys being monsters, into our guys being dangerous, into our guys being dynamic on the field. We are not doing those workouts. So he is keen with the analytics. He and Rhea keen with the sports science. This is a huge hire for Nick Saban in Alabama, and I'm excited about it. But folks, that's going to take us to our first break here on In My Own Words. When we get back, we dive into your phone calls, thoughts, questions, and concerns after this. I 
goes out. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back inside from the break here on the hottest show in the streets, people. Best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. In my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith and Tide fans. You know what time it is, baby. It is your time, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard on a Monday, 205 205- 448-1358. You can also call, you can also text, excuse me, with that number. Leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at in my own words TDA. That's at in my own words TDA. You can tweet me directly at coaching M Smith with the number 205-448-1358. And we're already got a caller in queue. And I believe this is my man Wayland. Wayland, you're live on the show, man. What's going on? Happy Monday, Stephen. I hope everybody's doing well there at TDA Magazine. Uh, yeah, it looks like we've got a two-for-one special here. Uh, I sort of feel like I'm at that blue light special at Walmart today. How about you, Stephen? What do you think about this? I mean, I believe, Wagon, it's the Krispy Kreme hotline, baby. Krispy Kreme, that hot light is on, <laughs> and I'm getting two glazed donuts. <laughs> I think I'm going to get one with chocolate covering and get me a cinnamon twist there. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> you always can't remember. Don't forget those cinnamon twists. They, they are delicious. Well, I'm glad we've got somebody in. Sure enough, there uh, some good guys come in. I hope everything works out well. And uh, I know it will. And, uh, you know, that's just uh, the coaching carousel just continues to turn there. But I sort of noticed you was a little upset there or, a little out of, uh, not quite yourself there at the end of Friday's show about Scooby Carter. I know that's sort of been pulling at the collar on a few people. Uh, uh, you know, I, Scooby would have been, I think on top of the, uh, on top of the food chain, if he would have stayed am I correct or am I uh, not correct on that statement? Uh, Scooby Wayland would have played this year if he would have stayed here because you graduate four guys to the NFL you lose a corner in Trayvon Diggs. You lose both of your safeties in McKinney and Jared Maiden. You lose a nickel guy in Shaheem Carter. So Scooby would have had an opportunity to play anywhere in the secondary. I don't know what his reasons to enter or re-enter the transfer portal were, but it's it's an opportunity that definitely I would have loved to have seen him take advantage of, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's exactly right. But anyway, well, I know it. Like I always say, there's a lot of people in the queue wanting to call, and it's Monday, and we want to end the 
into conversation with our three hearty chuckles, and we wrote a little poem for Scooby. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this and the fans out there also. So here we go. We're going to end it like this, Stephen. Roses are red, violets are blue. Once again, Scooby Carter has disappeared into the transfer portal. We're all so confused. Is it the paranormal or is it the truth? Did Scooby Carter once again go poof? We'll catch y'all Wednesday night, Stephen. Y'all have a good one. No problem, Wagon. Wagon with the poem there on Scooby Carter. I, I, I got to steal Wagon's rhyme style, man. It's, it's, it's really cool how Wagon's able to do this. Uh, we're going to go with the uh, – we had another caller, actually, in the queue. You are live on In My Own Words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. What's on your mind? What's going on, Stephen? This is Jared from Buffalo, man. Just calling in uh, – I really love this hire with this uh, with Matt with um, with Matt Rea and um, and and um, and Balu. Really love the hire. Um, again, I, I love how Saban is going with the advanced sciences. Really trying to look, really trying to look for guys that really know their stuff. Um, guys that can get their uh, that can get their guys to perform at a peak level without really suffering a lot of wear and tear on their body. I think that's what really Alabama the last couple of years have been really suffering from. Like, yes, we can we got you know as far as strength conditioning. You know, we were the best of the best of the crop. We just we, – we, we suffered a lot of wear and tear. Um, the players suffered a lot of wear and tear. So I think that getting guys that not just only, you know, focuses on the strength, but really focusing a lot on explosiveness, uh, focusing a lot on power, um, really trying to find out what's your peak level when you're trying to lift these weights, that, that wear and tear doesn't really affect your body for the long-term run. Um, so I love the advanced sciences, again, focusing much on speed, explosiveness, but also adding in that traditional strength and power that Alabama is known for. Absolutely. I mean, these two in here, they are well-versed in the analytics. They study the analytics. They look at it hard. They don't bring anybody else in. Uh, Rhea and uh, Baloo do their own stuff. And one of the things that Baloo talked about was uh, – well, one of the things he talked about was uh, – you can get an athlete into the, into the weight room. You can put a player into the weight room, but it's about how do you get them to squat in the right time? How do you get them to run in the right time? If these exercises that we're doing, if they, are, if they transition into helping us be successful on the field, then that's fine. But if they're not useful in making us become feared, making us become animals, making us be well-oiled machines on the football field, then we're not going to use them. So his innovation, or the innovation of both, I should say, very, very special. Yeah, I agree. And um, one thing that um, I looked up for about David Blue, one of the things that he said that really caught my mind was that um, he talked about how, you know, we don't care if a guy can squat 600, 700 pounds if they're using both legs, you know, how they are with one leg, because that one leg really matters because you're, because when you're using that one leg, that's where the explosive is. That's where that peak really comes from. So just the little details like that, as far as the advanced, uh, advanced analytics, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to um, strength and conditioning, that that's just very impressive. That's something that we, we haven't had before here. So I love how, you know, I, I, you know, uh, these college you know, programs, they're going more towards the advanced analyticals when it comes to strength and conditioning in the science department. I think that's what Nick Saban is really caught up upon. I think Aaron Fields, he's a guy that is also advanced in that, um, in that department as well, but he's more kind of like Scott Crocker, a little bit more traditional in that matter. Alabama, I think Nick Saban, he's trying to go for the future of what a lot of college programs 
um, are now trying to catch up on. So, I, again, I really love this hire that uh, Nick Saban had. I like the hire as well, man. Well, man, you continue to listen to us, and thanks for the call. No problem, Stephen. Have a good day. Got another caller in the queue there. We'll take this one. You're live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, what's going on there, man? It's the first time calling there. I, I listen to you on YouTube. This is Jay from uh, Mississippi there. Uh, I'm Alabama what's going on? Man, so, hey, don't be surprised. Oh, man. Uh, I'm I'm kind of ecstatic about this, um, you know, the new guy that they got. I don't know much about the sports and medicine guys, but I know a lot about Mr. Charlie Strong. So, you know, I think Nick Saban, uh, with this guy, he made an addition to his uh, defense staff. It's like, you know, when you go buy a Ford or a Chevrolet, I think he went and bought a Chevy when he got this guy. But uh, I don't know much about the strength and conditioning guys. I know about Scott Cochran because he was always yelling at everybody and screaming and hollering. But, uh, you know, but I think one thing I've learned about the guy in Tuscaloosa, when he decides something or he sets his eyes on something, he always makes the right choice. We may not think it's right, but it's the right choice. And, you know, I think you agree. What, what do you think? I think Nick Saban I, – I think Nick Saban has earned uh, – the trust of everybody, you know, when he makes his decision. I know at times when he makes a hire, it seems like it's kind of off the wall, but it always tends to work out. I remember when Kiffin came in here, people thought, please don't let Kiffin come in here. But Kiffin worked out, even with him being kind of a free spirit. So Nick Saban has earned that right for people to trust him. Yes, yes, you know, I, I, like I say, I don't doubt none of his coaches that he hired, anybody on his staff. And, um, you know, uh, but I think that, um, you know, uh, he'll, help, he'll, he'll help out uh, uh, Pete Golden as far as, uh, you know, with his coaching, as far as getting the players in the right position and, you know, getting the right call on the field. Because Alabama defense is known for that cutting teeth defense. You don't get a yard. You know, uh, if they're the type of guy, they just put that boa constrictor around your neck and say, hey, look, you're not going to beat us. We're going to, you know, we are the University of Alabama. Nick Saban, when he came, a defensive guy. You know, had Kirby Smart. You know, he haven't had nobody since him. You know, so now he got this young guy, but he got him some help. And I think this past year, there wasn't that thump that everybody's looking for because you know, third down they used to get off the field, and you know, um, this is something that he needs. And I'm hoping that this new strength and conditioning guy will, you know, step it up a little bit for these guys, and you know. Um, you know, especially I like the linebacker, Dylan Moses. But the two guys that played this year, they're going to help Dylan Moses out a lot because they got experience last year. And everybody like, well, who are these guys? You don't know them now. We never know who's the, who the players that they that Saban puts on the field. But when they do go off, you're like, oh, man, where have these guys been? Where have these coaches been? Hey, you, you, you're fooling with the best. You can't. Un, you know, underestimate this guy, you know, and uh, I love Nick Saban, and uh, 
I trust his judgment, and I think everybody else will too. But man, look, I love your show. Uh, I'm gonna listen to you a little bit more, and uh, if I ever get a chance, uh, maybe I get to meet you one day, man. Keep up the good work, brother. I appreciate it, man. Keep listening to us. We're gonna go to. Okay. Uh, appreciate the call, man. We're going to go to a, another break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. When we get back, we dive into another conversation, and this one's on Pete Golding. Why is this year and this spring critical for him? We'll touch it up right after this. want delicious homestyle cooking sushi and hibachi check out otoro hibachi in the university mall in tuscaloosa alabama at home and you can't get away from the tv because the crimson tide is about to score don't worry delivery is also available through waiter and crimson to go that's otoro hibachi in the university mall in tuscaloosa alabama and make sure you let them know the good folks at touchdown alabama sent you Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. Rocking and rolling, folks, on a Monday, in my own words, the podcast, hottest, hottest show in the streets. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, and we dive into one Pete Golding, <clears throat> Alabama defensive coordinator Pete Golding, entering his third year in the program this coming season, his second year as defensive coordinator and this is a pivotal year this is this is a critical year a crucial year and important year for him and the reason for that being disappointed does not begin to define how Alabama fans thought about the defense the last two years especially last season especially when you look at the two games against both LSU and Auburn a season ago where Alabama gave up a combined 94 points to both teams combined, a combined over 900 yards uh, offensively. And, of, of course, both of those teams beat Alabama. Both Tiger teams got the victory in which kept the tie from competing in uh, a Southeastern Conference championship game and getting into the college football playoffs. So, this is a huge year for Golding. Starting this spring, he's got to make sure that he has made the necessary moves to improve. He has made the necessary moves to make sure he's getting the right calls out. He's making the right substitutions that this defense does not struggle in the 2020 season. I go back to uh, there was a there were multiple reports from the NFL scouting combine and. Uh, Terrell Lewis, one of the guys that spoke to the media at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, and when they got him in front of the cameras and asked him the question about what was the cause or what was the reason behind Alabama's struggles on defense, Terrell Lewis did not sugarcoat anything. (laughs) He did not hold anything back. He basically said, look, there was a lack of communication 
from the top down. Uh, play calling was an issue. Guys didn't really know what they were supposed to be at. He basically let the hammer fall in terms of the play calling. Now, the likes of Raekwon Davis and Shaheem Carter were addressed with the same question. They pretty much took the blame upon themselves, those two guys being senior leaders. But Terrell Lewis said, hey, play calling was an issue. It was a lack of communication from the top down. And while Terrell Lewis was a player that had his career limited by a host of injuries, he is still a big name. He is still a prominent name. So his words they kind of hold some weight. His words, they kind of hold some substance. So this is a big year for Pete Golding. And in the words of the Tupac movie and Tupac himself, all eyes on me, all eyes will be on Pete Golding, especially when you look at the help Pete Golding has gotten now with the strength and conditioning going to improve with Baloo and uh, Dr. Rhea. They're going to cut down on those injuries. You bring in a Freddie Roach to help the defensive line as defensive line coach. You bring in a Charlie Strong to help the defense in terms of being a defensive analyst. So the help is there for Pete Golden. Not only the help is there, but you get guys returning and Dylan Moses, Joshua McMillan, Christian Barmore, DJ Dale, Christopher Allen, Patrick Sertan, among others. You get freshmen coming in with Will Anderson and Drew Sanders and uh, the likes of Jameel Burroughs and Tim Smith and uh, Jamarian Latham, Chris Braswell. So much in here. So much talent, so much experience, so much help. So there is really no excuse whatsoever for Pete Golding in year three. Year three is typically the year for head coaches and also at times assistant coaches, especially offensive and defensive coordinators, where people really put you under a microscope and see what can you really do. Now, in year one, 2018, Pete Golden was doing some things defensively, but he had the co-DC tag. The primary defensive coordinator tag was Tosh LePoint. And then last season... Golding was the primary DC on the field, but people kind of give him the benefit of the doubt in terms of the injuries. Now, with experience back, now, with guys healthy, now, with the strength and conditioning gurus in, now, that you got some help on the coaching staff, no excuse will be used or no excuses needed to be used in terms of Pete Golding. And another reason why this is a big critical year for him. I mentioned the name Charlie Strong, and he was brought in, yes, to be a defensive analyst. He was brought in to be the Dr. Dre from behind the scenes, putting pieces in action, absolutely. But I seriously do not believe that Nick Saban and Charlie Strong had this conversation about him being solely just an analyst. I feel like Charlie Strong was brought in under the impression under the idea that at some point he would be able to have his hands more so involved in this defense, especially if there is the slightest hiccup. I'm not saying it will happen, but if the, if, if the slightest hiccup occurs where Pete Golding comes in, where you have a struggle defensively in the, in the spring, guys are still having problems, communication still not there, things are still not where – they need to be, if there's still the slightest hiccup with Pete Golden, I can see Nick Saban going to Charlie Strong saying, Charlie, son, Charlie, 
We gonna put you on this handset, Charlie. Uh, my man, we're gonna hand these keys over to you. We gonna slap this D. We gonna slap this analyst tag off, and we gonna slide on the tag of D coordinator, Charlie. You finna call this defense, son. So I feel like though he was brought in to be an analyst, Charlie Strong, in his mind, has to be thinking, I took this job with the with the slightest chance at some point for me getting the opportunity to put my hands on this defense and uh, have my say in calling it. So this is a critical year for one Pete Golding. But I go to this also, and uh, the players have respect for Coach Pete. They love Pete Golding. They really like him, have respect for him. And uh, for some reason, I remember a certain team – I, I'm not going to like the fact that they have to call their name, that I have to call its name because it has that color that just does not sit well with my stomach. For Tennessee Volunteers, golly, Stephen, why'd you have to say it? For Tennessee Volunteers, I go back to Tennessee football in 1998 when uh, Peyton Manning was gone. He left for the National Football League, and you had T. Martin as the quarterback under Philip Farmer. And though... You had leaders on that team, like Peerless Price at wide receiver. Everybody was basically talking about Peyton's gone, Peyton's gone, Peyton was the guy, Peyton was that dude, Peyton was that leader. What are we going to do without Peyton Manning? And that team really rallied behind T. Martin. That team did not, they were not going to allow T. Martin to fail. They basically told him, look, bruh, Look, T, you know this team, you know us, you know our system. You don't have to be Peyton, man. Just be you, man. Just be T. Martin. Just throw that football like we know you can throw it. Just let that cannon rip, son. Just let that AK fall, son. Just do just do you. Do what you do, man. We behind you 100%. We are rocking with you. Like, we are riding in the cut with you full on. So, when T. Martin recognized that that entire team had his back. He went out there, performed well, and you look what happened. Tennessee was able to win a national championship in the 1998 season, not with Peyton Manning, but with T. Martin. So I kind of equate that to this. When you look at Dylan Moses is not going to allow Pete Golden to fail. Dylan Moses is somebody of whom I spoke with last year at Southeastern Conference Media Days last July, and Dylan Moses talked about how much of a perfectionist, how much of an attention-to-detail guy that Pete Golding is. He has respect for Coach Golding. So Dylan Moses is not one to let Pete Golding fail. Joshua McMillan the same way. Christian Barmore the same way. All the other players that I previously mentioned the exact, the exact same way. The thing is, will Pete not let himself fail? That's the big thing. Will Pete not let himself fail? Will Pete take what happened in 2019 and use that as motivation for, okay, this is what helped, this is what did not work. This is what helped, this is what I did to kind of steer away from. Will Pete take what happened this past year, sit down with Nick Saban, pull out his pen and paper, paper, pull out his recorder, learn more, glean more, 
talk more, gain more wisdom. Repeat, take out the pen and paper, go to Charlie Strong, learn more, glean more, understand more, take notes. Repeat, even go to David Ballou and Matt Rea, sit down with them, learn more, glean more, see how can they bounce ideas off each other as well. Because, you know, Pete's got to get done this year. I'm not saying that Terrell Lewis's statement is just the overarching theme of everything, but at the same time, this is Terrell Lewis. He was a prominent name. He was a big-time player when he was healthy, of course. So his words, his statement kind of does carry some weight, kind of does carry some pulse, kind of does carry a heartbeat. So this is a big year coming up for Pete Golding starting the spring. He's got to make it do what it do and get those improvements done. We take another break here on In My Own Words, the podcast, but just getting your chest warm, folks. When we come back, we dive into more of your phone calls, thoughts, questions, and concerns, baby, right after this. Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. As we're back in live to In My Own Words, the podcast, be sure to give a thumbs up on the show, like the show, and hit that subscribe button so we can continue providing you, the fans, with the best news, notes, information, and comedy also on your Crimson Tide. But it's your time again. Alabama fans, 205-448-1358. The number to call in and let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. To be on in, my own words, the podcast. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA on Twitter. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith. But the number, once again, 205 448 1358. And while we are getting those thoughts in right now, we're going to go to this our YouTube chat line. You guys have been blowing us up. Continue to do that. And we'll start this off with Conrad Herlong. Conrad Herlong writes in, trust the process. Just saying, hey, Coach Saban, bring in the right guys. Just trust that process. But we have a caller in the queue right now, and we're going to take this call. You are live on In My Own Words. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, Steven? This is Sean calling you from Huntsville, Alabama. What's going on, Sean? uh, Nothing much, man. Nothing much at all. I wanted to address them. Uh, I wanted to talk real, real quick about this transfer portal. Uh, I'm an old fogey now, man, pushing 40. And uh, But I, I played college ball. I was fortunate to play college ball here in Huntsville, Alabama University back in the day. 
So uh, we didn't have a transfer portal or nothing like that. But I do th- see things from a different perspective, man. And I wanted to, you know, give it to you real quick. Um, and when these kids transfer like this, especially since now they have this portal, it's, it's, it's tough, especially when it hits you home right here at the university. Uh, when these kids transfer, I know as, as, as adults now, we see it as, you know, the kids are, are, are bailing out or whatever the case may be. But I see it a little differently, man. It's hard for me to understand how we don't hold the coaches accountable. And I think this this transfer portal is not going to go away. And I personally think this is one of the reasons why it was even uh, made up, you know, came up with in, in such a large scale. As long as you have these coaches taking jobs, leaving in one year, how, how in God's name are we going to hold a kid responsible to a standard that we don't even hold the adults to? Like these coaches are taking these jobs and they leaving in one year for greener pastures or better, you know, gigs, whatever the case may be. I would challenge any adult out there. How are you going to hold these kids responsible for when they leave or they feel like, okay, well, I can go here and play. Well, I'm upset. Whatever the reason may be, it's hard to hold these kids and say, okay, have some accountability. You know, don't give up. You know, you, 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 you preaching this stuff to these college kids between 18 and 22 years old. But we as adults, as the coaches, as the leaders, they're leaving. They coming to these programs, walking into these living rooms, telling these kids, I'll be here. I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to teach you accountability. I'm going to teach you how to be a man. And the next year they gone. Shoot your deuces. Some of them don't even say bye. So it's hard for me to hold these kids accountable, you know, and, and say, well, stay and, you know, don't transfer. And it's the way out. That sounds good. It sounds good. And it's actually true. But how can you press forward when you have these coaches all around the country that's constantly leaving for better jobs, constantly leaving when they see something better that they deem better? How can you tell the kid as an athlete to do the same thing when they're not even sticking to it? I guess what I'm trying to say in a nutshell, how can we hold these young men to a standard when the adults are not even keeping it? I'll hang up and I'll – well, first let me get your opinion before I hang up. Well, Sean – I like the point that you brought on here because that that kind of goes back to Mel Tucker in a way. You know, Mel Tucker got to Colorado and he made it seem like he liked Colorado. He was going to stay there. He was going to be there. But after one year, he bolts out. And, uh, you know, not just Colorado and Mel Tucker, but a lot of coaches, as you mentioned, have, have done this. And uh, even in... You know, even in even in media, at times we look at you know the athlete transfer now, and we think he quit or he gave up or he bailed or he wasn't true and wrong with the team. But you look at a coach that bails out, we think, well, he just got a better job, he's got more money. It's the nature of the business. Well, there is sort of a double standard there. So I see your point. Let me say this real quick before I hang up, Stephen. I, I, I check the pulse of these kids, man. I, I go down to, to the Bama camps every year. I take high school kids down. I've been fortunate enough to coach these children. So I hear them. I hear them what they're saying. And the same sentiment that I'm telling you is what they say. They're like, man, these coaches leaving. I'm, you know, that, that, until we can hold these coaches who are making millions of dollars accountable, you cannot expect these kids to, to uphold this, this hidden standard of, of, of not looking out for self. When that's what you promoting, you letting these coaches, you know, dip out. You're not holding them to no standard whatsoever. If they got a better job, shoot your deuces, I'm out. If y'all don't think these kids see that, then you're kidding yourself. But listen, Stephen, you have a great day, brother. Keep doing what you're doing, and I'll hang up and listen. 
Great call from Sean there. Great, great call there from Sean. Uh, be sure, as always, folks, to like the show and uh, drop a thumbs up, a like on the show, and hit that subscribe button, continuing to get you the best in news, notes, and information on your football team. But after a great call like that, we got to go back to these comments here in the chat line, taking some comments here. Let's see. Waylon Coburn writes in, Waylon writing in, I hope so, but these guys, but these are guys I've never heard of. I guess he's referring to uh, Baloo and um, and uh, Dr. Matt Ray are coming in as the strength and conditioning guys for the Crimson Tide out of Indiana. Waylon, I like both guys. I really like both guys. The more I start researching, the more I look at them, the more I study and watch videos on their philosophies. It's really, really good. Nick Saban has taken this to of a next hemisphere. So, like both guys. Let's see here. At Willie three five one writes in. Nussmeyer was whack. We not claiming him. <laughs> okay. Okay. I understand Nussbaum was not everybody's cup of tea. He did bring a national championship, though. Come on, man. He did bring a national championship. We got Dexter Alexander who writes in, those NCAA commentators are going to be really hating on Bama this upcoming season. LOL, Garrison, and uh, Garrison and Herbfeet. I guess he's referring to Gary Danielson and uh, Kirk Herbstreet, but... Dexter Alexander, we'll see. I mean, uh, Alabama's looking to put all the pieces together. They've made some hires on the staff. They've made some hires in the support staff. They got some players coming back. This is fantastic. James Young writes in, hey, Steven, I absolutely love your show. Appreciate it, man. I'm originally from Alabama and have been listening to your show for two years. Keep up the great job. This is Bama Jim 92. Appreciate that, Bama Jim James Young, for writing that in we got scott henderson who writes in these guys are awesome awesome track record strength and conditioning is better with these guys and scott cochran scott cochran had a place here he will always be missed scott henderson but it was time for a change it was time to move into bigger and better and those two guys blue and Rhea represent bigger and better well folks we're gonna go to another break here but when we come back on the other side, we get into my winners and losers from the NFL Combine and how many first-rounders do I see Bama putting into this draft? We'll be back after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. 
We are back into the action known as, in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we look at my winners and losers in terms of Alabama players that participated in the National Football League Scouting Combine on last week. And at uh, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, Lucas Oil Stadium. Got a little tongue-tied there. But winners and losers from the Combine. My big winners from the Combine. I look at Henry Ruggs, the third at wide receiver, Jerry Judy at wide receiver, and Jedrick Wills on the offensive line. Henry Ruggs, just stupid numbers. Just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I know he wanted the record of John Ross, a 4-2-2 in the 40-yard dash, but... Ran an official 4-2-7-40, which was the fastest of this class, tied for sixth fastest in combine history. The man had a nasty 42-inch vertical. I still can't get over that. I mean, guy just got up in the air like he was Michael Jordan off Space Jams and really doing his thing in the vertical jump. Had a 10-foot, 11-inch broad jump, and to me, Henry Ruggs really secured himself as a first-rounder, top 15 pick in my opinion. So if you're looking at the Oakland Raiders, who I believe have the have 12th overall pick, the Denver Broncos, who are at pick 15, anybody in the top 15, take a look at Henry Ruggs. I know I said the guys in the Henry Ruggs sweepstakes or the teams in the Henry Ruggs sweepstakes would be the Eagles at 21, the Packers at 30, the Saints at 24, but there are teams higher than that that need to take, that need to take a look at Henry Ruggs. Along with him, Jerry Judy won the combine, in my opinion. A guy that's not known for speed, but still put in a time of 4-4-6 in the 40-yard dash. Really good time. Was better than C.D. Lamb of Oklahoma's time, which was at 4-5-1. Jerry Judy on the, in the on-field drills, you saw what he was able to do: creating separation, getting in and out of its, getting in and out of his breaks. Very smooth, great cutting action, great separation, manipulation of those routes. That's the type of player that Judy is. And if he went into the combine thinking that you know he was the number one guy in terms of receivers, then you left the combine thinking the exact same thing. So, big ups to the rugs and Judy in terms of Jedrick Wills. The big man said he was going to drop some freakish numbers in the combine. And the young man from Lexington, Kentucky, former four-star in the 2017 class, did not let the Bama fan base down. Kept his word. Jedrick Wills at 6'4", 312 pounds. You talk about a 5'05", 40. 5.05, ran a sub 5.140, came close to running a sub 5.40. So the big man was moving. Had a 34-and-a-half-inch vert, which was second among offensive linemen. A 9-foot-5-inch broad jump, which was among the tops in offensive linemen. But when it came down to the on-field drills, smooth as butter, Jedrick Wills. Got up, quick feet, tremendous change of directions, knew exactly where he was supposed to go, great focus. And when it came down to the uh, to the drills and showing the hands, violent hands. He popped some bags so hard, he almost knocked an NFL scout on the ground. That is how physical Jedrick Wills is. And I believe if not for the freak show performance by Tristan Wirfs of the Iowa Hawkeyes, everybody would be talking about Jedrick Wills, but still did a phenomenal job. So my winners, 
Jedrick Wills, Henry Ruggs, and Jerry Judy. My one loser from the combine right now, Raekwon Davis. I mean, Raekwon uh, did well in the bench press, but when you're six foot six and you carry a wingspan of over seven feet, you're supposed to do well in the bench press. And he, on the field, ran a 5-2-40, just looked stiff in the on-field drills. He just was not his day. Just was not Raekwon Davis's day. Did some things decently, but just not an overall big-time day for Raekwon Davis. And he's going to have to come with it in his, combine, in his pro day. He's going to have to come with it in his pro day on March 24th. Because if not, we're looking at a Raekwon Davis that could very well be a day two to day three pick. And by that, I'm talking about between the third round and the fifth round. So... Raekwon, got to come with it there. That was my loser in terms of the NFL Combine. But we're going to take one more break here on the show. When we get back, we will tidy up loose ends and put a pretty bow on this thing right after this. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. Putting a pretty bow on this Monday edition of In My Own Words, the podcast. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And how many people, how many Bama players do I see getting into the first round of the draft coming up in April? I see five concretely. I see five. That being Tua Tungavangoa, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs III, Jedrick Wills, and Xavier McKinney. I see five going in, concretely. But there is the potential of maybe six to seven. And that depends on what Trayvon Diggs does at his pro day and what Terrell Lewis does at his pro day. If both of those guys do well, then there's a potential for seven guys. If one of those guys do well, then we're looking at maybe a potential six guys get into the first round. But to me, concretely, no matter what, I see five first-rounders for the Crimson Tide. Tua Tungavangoa at quarterback. Jerry Judy at wide receiver. Henry Ruggs at wide receiver. Jedrick Wills in the offensive line. And my man, Xavier McKinney, in the defensive backfield. Those are just the guys that I see that will go in the first round concretely of the NFL Draft, which will be from uh, April 23rd to April 25th, live in Paradise, Nevada. As always, fans, you look at, of course, spring ball starts on March 13th. Spring ball starts Friday, March 13th. So get those calendars set on that. The 8A game is Saturday, April 18th at 1 o'clock p.m. Central Time inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. 8A game Saturday, April 18th at 1 p.m. inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. But As always, folks, you want to know the best. You want to have the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. You download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app, and it's simple, very easy to do. You go to your iPhone app store, 
if you're rocking Team Apple, download it from right there. Or the Google Play Store if you just so happen to have the Android phone. We've got some podcast options here for you for your audio listening needs. If those just so happen to be iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast.fm, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. We got you covered right there in terms of those podcasts. If the good Lord sees fit, people, I will be back on Wednesday. Continuing the conversation of news, notes, and information on your Crimson Tide. But as always, I'd like to leave you with my favorite three things. You know what they are, and it goes a little something like this. Husbands, love them wives. Wives, love them husbands. Children, it's Monday. Y'all are back in school. Y'all better get that homework done before I come out there. Get your three hearty meals a day, three hearty laughs a day. Until next time, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. You've been listening to In My Own Words.